Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Ann Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ann Duffy, and I want to welcome you to the Just Do It podcast. I have a very special guest this afternoon, and um, please help me welcome Andrea Froning, who is the Chief Human Resource Officer at Patterson Companies since May 2018. She most recently served as Senior Vice President, Chief Human Resource Officer at Snyder's Lance, a global manufacturer of marketer of snack foods. And in this role, Andrea played an integral role in the company's transformation to drive operational improvements, accelerate positive culture changes, and grow leadership capabilities. Andrea holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Human Development and Family Studies from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and a master's degree from the Institute of Labor and Industrial Relations at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Please help me welcome Andrea Froning. Hello, Andrea. Thank you, Anne. Thank you so much. I'm really delighted to be here and to have this opportunity to talk with you today. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. Uh, Sarah Shonick and I have been trying to get you on a podcast now for some time, and you've been so busy. I know within COVID and all the things going on with the world and the company and the dental industry, thrown in from the Snacks Company and then a couple of other amazing companies. Let's see, we've got also you've worked for General Electric and Pepsi and what's the other? Hubble. Hubble. Hubble mm-hmm. Inc. So I don't know about that one so much, but the other ones certainly ring a bell for me because I'm from, from Cincinnati, Ohio area. Mm-hmm. And so General Electric is, is near and dear to my heart. And you've got quite a resume coming into the dental industry. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I joined Patterson about three years ago. And uh, it's been great because during my Pepsi years, you know, we always had the sales side of the house, but also the manufacturing and the distribution. And so um, you're coming back to Patterson where sales and service and distribution are really key to everything that we provide for our customers. It's been really terrific. And we have a very diverse model of being able to focus on the dental business. And then another arm of our business is actually within the animal health segment. So it's uh, it's a diverse publicly traded company. And I really do enjoy uh, being here at Patterson. Well, I'm a big fan of Patterson. They have actually supported Dental Entrepreneur Business Beyond the Classroom for 20 years. And that is a a publication for the young graduates that don't know anything about the business when they get out into the real world. And Patterson has seen that that is an important audience for them and been just a great support through content and, you know, there's a support system. And then when we started Do, one of the big reasons I started Do, Dental Entrepreneur Woman, was because of a colleague of mine in Patterson Dental, who is near and dear to my heart, Sue Comp. So mm-hmm. I credit Sue for giving me the courage to start a magazine and then actually it turned out to be a movement. And oh, by the way, we have a magazine to highlight, inspire, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. So I, I say to you, welcome to the Do. Thank you. Uh, because- you know, you're a woman in dentistry now. And what you said about the customer service end of it, I just actually retired from clinical hygiene in December. And, you know, we have, we love Patterson. Our office was a Patterson. Um, they supplied all of our equipment, all of oh, our, thank you. Uh, everything that we got. Yes. Kyle Brown is our representative. You probably know Kyle pretty well from the Charlotte area. And um, we, we just love the culture that is there. So for you to be able to come into Patterson and, and bring mulch, more of a 
diverse background. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important that they hire outside of the dental arena and bring somebody like you in that has you know, an expansive knowledge and experience in human resources. It's, it's wonderful for our whole entire industry to bring you in. So how did that happen? What, what made the, the switch for you? Yes. So, so really the switch for me, uh, I kind of had to tell two, two parts to this story. The first part uh, was that I was the chief human resources uh, officer at a snack food company, Snyder's Lance here in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, and very much enjoying that experience. And basically around 2018, that company was acquired by the Campbell Soup Company. And that was a really interesting and wonderful experience, you know, to go through that entire M&A uh, deal. And it was uh, just, you know, again, a really good experience. But at the, at the time, of course, Campbell Soup had their leadership team all in place. And so we knew at the Snyder's Lance team that most of us would be exiting. And we found ourselves in a situation of looking for our next opportunity. And in human resources, it's interesting because normally I'm on the one end of, you know, helping people and thinking about their next career move. And now I found myself in a unique situation where I was the one that was trying to figure out where's my next move going to be, what kind of company I wanted to work for, what kind of leader I wanted to work with and a team that I wanted to work with. So that was the first part of the story. Then the second part is how did I find Patterson? Well, coincidentally enough, um, I was contacted through a search firm uh, who was leading the search with Mark Walchuk, our CEO at Patterson. Mark had just joined the company in November of 2017. And you know, Mark's view was, I'm really looking for a business leader who can help me implement change, help me think about the culture and the opportunities that we have at the company. And, and by the way, this person needs to be a really seasoned you know, pro from a human resources standpoint who can run the HR side of the house you know, effectively, but also really think about a lot of the cultural things that we need to do at Patterson to ensure that we were gonna be leading edge you know, for the years to come. So for me, those two combinations uh, were just great. I was looking for that next opportunity, but I also found a leader who was looking for my skill set, my background. And uh, so I decided to, to accept his offer whenever he made that to me. Well, that is great. And it's a great opportunity for you. I, you know, it's interesting, your timing. I, I've been with Patterson for so long, but I do believe when Mark took over and then they brought in Eric Shirley and I, I see a huge change and, and shift. Not that it was bad before, but for a, the better. So now that you explain that, I can see this team coming together with mm-hmm. the common culture and circumstance and environment to really uh, soar. In yes, not right. only not only through COVID but beyond COVID, and I, there's a I, I see the big difference. So congratulations, and I'm I can't wait to continue to follow your career and oh, follow the company you. as it grows. And I think some of the things that you've brought in, you know, from my understanding, are you know the diversity and inclusive inclusion stance that you've got implementing now within the company. And I want to know how did that come about? Why and why did it come about? Mm-hmm. It's been a journey, you know. Truthfully, when we when we set out um, with you know, hiring me on the team, and then we brought in Eric Shirley, we brought in uh, a couple of other new individuals into the team, and we really started to focus on who do we stand for? I mean, Patterson has been around for years and years and years, and it had a good culture, but like every company, you know, we had some tough years and some rough years, and we really needed to emerge from that thinking, who are we, and, and what do we stand for, and where are we going? 
So literally the one of the first steps, even before we got to any DNI related type of topics, one of the first steps that we did is we worked with a group of individuals, more of a grassroots effort to redefine our purpose, vision, values, and launch that, uh, which we did in, in September of 2019. And that really helped us identify, again, what we stood for. And four of the values that came from that, uh, the four values are passionate. So we're all excited about our business and authentic in our motivation. The second one is that we're focused. Uh, so we deliver results the right way. And we are clear on our priorities, set hyper expectations and are accountable for our commitments to our customers and each other. And then we had the third one, which was people first. And people first is all about, we build lasting relationships and invest in our team members, customers, and partners. We're collaborative, responsive, and inclusive. I'll come back to that in a little bit. And then the fourth one is always advancing. And so this was the idea around continuous improvement. You know, we're continually seeking fresh ideas and, and innovative solutions for our business and our customers. And we're gonna strive and challenge ourselves uh, every day to become better. So when we set that out and launched it, you know, it really resonated, you know, with our 8,000 employees. I mean, they were so hungry for kind of who we stood for. And there were some bits and pieces in there that when we started to do a little bit of a double click on them, such as inclusive, what does that really mean? Collaborative, what does that really mean? Continuous improvement, what does that mean in our hiring practices? So we really started to dissect and figure out, okay, what are we doing well? And what are the areas that we need to improve upon to really build the kind of culture that we want? So then that got us thinking a little bit more around our diversity and inclusion initiatives. And the next step that we took, Anne, we uh, created just uh, two years ago, the Patterson Executive Academy or Leadership Academy. That is a program that we really start to identify about 24 to 30 up and comers that are, you know, that we're developing for executive positions. Part of that is a five month program that we partner with the University of Minnesota. And we divide the, that team up into three different groups. And those three groups have a project that we want them to work on, real business problem. One of those was around, tell us what we need to do differently, better, worse, stop, start, whatever, as it relates to diversity and inclusion. That Patterson Leadership Academy project team came back with just a wealth of knowledge. They had done data analysis. They looked at our internal stats. They also did a lot of surveying. They did a lot of benchmarking and started to formulate these ideas around, you know, we do a pretty good job with um, diversity as it, as it speaks with women in management roles. But boy, we have a lot of opportunities to work on some other areas. But we also have to think about this inclusion piece, which we candidly, I don't think we had put as much emphasis on as we really needed to. So then that uh, generated a new group to be formed, which is our Unites group. And our Unites group is really a task force of 40 individuals, volunteers from all functions, all businesses. Uh, Mark Waltrick is the senior key executive sponsor, along with myself, Eric Shirley, the president of Dental, and then Shivani Kao, who is our chief compliance officer. And these 40 individuals really um, put together a nice DNI strategy that's going to take us you know, beyond just one year, but into three to five years. And that team is focused so much on uniting the organization, but really making meaningful actions 
in four key areas, and I, I can share those four key areas with you. You know, they're really focused on a lot of the community engagement. Like, so what do we need to do to make sure that we are, are really supporting and doing the right things within our community in which we serve, which we serve every community imagined and, you know, that you can sure. imagine, but also employee engagement. So what are we doing to make sure that we're true to that people first expectation around creating an environment that all employees can bring their true authentic selves to work. And then another work stream within the Unites team is in talent acquisition. So everything that we're doing focused around diversity hiring and uh, also training our managers to think about how to hire, you know, and think differently about hiring. And then the last piece is around leadership development. So everything that we need to do to equip our leaders to embrace diversity and really know how to think and, and act more inclusively. So that's in a nutshell, a little bit of the three-step approach that we took, but so far our journey has been, you know, accelerated, particularly in this last year. And we actually started all of this, you know, before a lot of the unrest started coming about. So we're, we're proud that we had started this work, but also with the unrest that took place over the summer, it, it helped us embrace and understand that we're working on the right things and we need to um, increase our speed in which we can make some real change happen. Yeah, it's impressive that you you actually did start this before, I, I guess, all things broke loose, so to speak, yes. you know, and that that is impressive. And it just, it just shows you that you are on the right path and how much it is needed. And I don't know if you feel like I did when I started Do, because we started Do, Dental Entrepreneur Woman, before the Me Too movement. It was, mm. you know, just like about six months before. And I literally thought we were further along, Andrea. You know, I feel really confident about myself and I've got, I've had plenty of opportunities. I never felt like I wasn't getting the opportunities until I started right. talking to all of these women in dentistry and I, my eyes were totally opened and you realize there's so much work to be done in this arena of inclusivity and diversity because, you know, you go to the meetings and you, you see a lot of suits and you don't see many skirts. Right. And, um, and at the front of the room, you know, even from the ethnicity end of it is right. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. we, we have to do better. And I love the community aspect of this because I think getting into the community and letting them know that that's the kind of company you are. It's one thing to be able to hire diversity and be inclusive, but you have to have people applying, right? That think yes. that they want to work for your company that this is a good company to work for. I mean, like you said, talent acquisition, that's going to make a huge difference in Patterson as it grows, because I see it growing. I mean, dental is like alive and well, right? We're back at it. It is. It is. And so many of the dentists coming out of dental school are female. In fact, you know, more than 50% are female. Yet, even when we started looking internally, we have our entire employee population is about 41% women. That being said, in the total sales positions that we have, only about 31% are female. So we need to keep pace and we have to do better. And I like your words, like, you know, you think you're doing enough, it's never enough, you know? So never stop um, thinking about how we can do things better and and differently. The other area I would say an opportunity is in our service technicians. So you think about primarily a lot of men who are calling on, you know, the dentist offices that you, you know, well, mm-hmm. is that the, probably the, the service techs who supported your office, your practice 
for men. And certainly with all of the different STEM programs and so many more women going into technical learning uh, and technical fields, there's no reason why we have such a small percentage of our technicians uh, you know, as females. So work to do. But um, the other thing that you said, I think is really interesting. I think, you know, mistakenly, you know, I think a lot of companies used to always think about, you know, their hiring efforts. Well, that's only part of the nut to crack. You know, it is about having a, an environment that people hear about and want to be a part of. And then of course, if we are fortunate to hire, you know, talented, diverse folks into our company, we have to retain them and develop and grow them. And so that's where all the other pieces that we've actually put a lot of focus and emphasis on, because I'm confident that we can you know, attract people to our company. Um, we want to keep them, we want to grow and develop them. So they are in positions of leadership, you know, for years to come. Well, you know what I love? I mean, everyone wants to stay in a company when they feel like they're being heard and mm -hmm. they're engaged and the engagement is really key. And, and it comes from the top, you know, it, it really does. And that's what I think the change has happened in Patterson. And then the other thing that I love what you said, Andrea, is the leadership development. I look at that as personal development. And I always go back to when I was 42 is when I got my first glance at personal development. I had no idea that I could have a vision or have a place at the table or that leadership was important or that you can learn to be a better leader, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And to be able to bring that to Patterson's uh, leadership team and have it trickle down into the field, into every aspect of, of Patterson. In fact, when I was prepping for the call, I loved the video on your website of the young gal filling the boxes and a single mom, yes. you know, I thought she loves her work and you give her a place to love being there. And yes. she felt valued. And um, I think that's a key component. I've always thought when I go to the Patterson booth, the big shows, everyone seems to be getting along well. There's a culture that is there. And I have seen it improve over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're doing, kudos to you. And I think it's just the beginning. I do think it's just the beginning and thank you for going out to that website. Uh, really that video, uh, she was so fantastic to work with and she did a couple of takes, but she didn't have to do many. I think she could do that as her full-time job. <laughs> We'd like her to you know, stay, stay on in our operations site, but really we're actually doing a lot of those video segments and it really has sparked out of that Unites group on the employee engagement side we can use it from recruiting, but we really did it for more of our internals. So our internal employees can have better understanding of you know, a day in the life of somebody else's work and their roles. And so you know, we have a lot of field sales representatives across the country. And, and yes, some of them do go into the operation sites where we're distributing our products, but we wanted to do these videos to showcase what's one person's life like and what does she love uh, about Patterson. We're going to do other video segments on other individuals within our organizations. Again, just so we can learn about one another and the roles that we do. And, uh, and I'm sure that our talent acquisition team will probably leverage them as well to attract other individuals, but it does really serve dual purpose, but we're really proud of that work. 
Well, you should be. And you know, you know why I like that also is because it, it kind of maps onto a dental office. I mean, you know, I'm from dental, but same thing in a veterinary office. They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, we're working with, with animals versus people. And, and as they say, animals are people too, I think. Right. Yes. But, you know, in, in a team, in a dental team, I always have felt this. And this is one of the other things, Andrea, I, bring, brings back why I started do life is because I wanted to bring all career paths together because I feel that the gal in sterilization, and I say gal, you know, because 99% of the team Mm -hmm. are women. And you said 52% of the graduating dentists are women. And Tufts actually is 62% female graduates this year. So it is trending up and very fast. But I feel like everybody plays a very important role that the assistant is just as important as the hygienist and yes. as the front desk and the dentist, if they all work together as a team. And the same thing with Patterson, when I saw that video, I thought, how sweet is that? Because I can imagine a sales rep that, you know, gets a call from the dental office and says, Hey, you didn't get the right, you know, order. And he might be a little less pointing the finger when he says, well, I know that they're doing the best job they can down there. They're trying to work as a team and it takes mm-hmm. everybody right? Coming together to get the handpiece in the hand of the dentist <laughs> at the office that he can use or well, she can uh, use. Yes, that is a great story and a great example. And I, I can share one story that happened just this summer. So as you can imagine with COVID, you know, everything is completely up in the air around you know, what we can get from our vendors that we partner with and getting product through our operation distribution sites in order to then get it, you know, to get the product out to the customers in a timely way. And so if, if you recall shipping and everything with you yeah. or FedEx, I mean, er- everything was stalled for a variety of reasons, right? And so we had, we were starting to get a backlog product in a lot of our operation sites. And this is what I love about so many of our Patterson team members. We literally, um, Mark, my, my, the CEO and I, typically hold these manager briefing calls with 900 of our managers. We do that monthly and a live video and people can ask any kinds of questions. And we had um, Mike Grazer, who is our leader of all of our PLSI, all of our operations distribution centers. And he was saying a little bit about this backlog that we were starting to build. Literally on that call, we had so many people volunteer to say, well, I can go to Iowa or I can be in Charlotte. I can I can go down you know, to office, how can we help out? Now, this is in a pandemic where everybody knew that they were going to be fully masked up, take your temperature every day, six feet apart, but yet we had sales reps, uh, a lot of our leaders volunteered. I went down to Blythewood. A lot of us just kind of stepped in however we could to help our fellow teammates. So again, that's just one small example, but it, it is really the culture that we have. And so I'm really proud of the team. I don't think that was me that did anything. That's just kind of who they are and um, the spirit in which we operate. Well, again, and another, you know, I, I could throw a minute, a bunch of do-isms in here, but we always say good do's find good do's. And yeah. that's what you're looking at at Patterson right now as the company grows, you know, you've got some good people in leadership. You're training the people that are already good in leadership, making them, helping them be great in leadership and then good people find good people. And that's how you're going to grow, you know, your community. And then, you know, some, one of the other things that I thought was really interesting is that you've got a woman's mentorship program that you're putting into place. And I, you know, of course I'm all over that, Andrea, tell me about that. And, and why was that program started? 
Sure, absolutely. So um, we are in our second year of having a women's mentoring program. And uh, some of my team members um, literally, again, a little bit of a grassroots, are like, gosh, would it be great that we could connect other female leaders in the organization? And because sometimes it's easy to have some silos, right, within functions or different areas, wouldn't it be great to break down some of those silos? Wouldn't it be great to offer up some advice or knowledge that perhaps some mentors would know and uh, be able to impart some of their wisdom? So the first year we paired women with women. So we paired mentors with female mentees. And we had a great time the first year. We were in person and, and we primarily did it uh, within our Minneapolis-based area. And it was good. It was a little bit of our pilot program. And that was a year-long program, a ton of great feedback and a lot of learning as well. And so then we applied those learnings then to the next year where uh, in 2020, one, we have to do it virtually. So we can't, okay. you know, live. But um, a little bit of the silver lining is, is that because we knew we were going to be virtual, we launched this across the company and we ask for males because it is so important to have men who support women in their growth and, and leadership. And so we now have almost 40 pairings of mentors with mentees and half of the mentors who are mentoring these women are, are you know, male uh, leaders in our company. And again, I'm I'm so pleased that they all leaned in as well because they understand the importance of having that ally, having that support. And um, we're about halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through with this program. And we do single in, you know, mentoring sessions. And then we also have what we call mentoring circles. And so we divide the 40 into smaller groups. So they get a little bit more intimate knowledge of one another. And it's a little easier to open up when you're in a smaller group. Mm -hmm. larger group. So we do both. And um, currently I'm, I'm mentoring, you know, an individual from Canada who I might not have normally met on a day-to-day -day basis, maybe once a year at our national sales meeting, perhaps, but it's been wonderful. And, and I hope that she's valuing it just as much as I am, but I sometimes question who's mentoring whom here, because we both learn from one another. And I think that that's true probably for all the pairings that we have. Well, that's a, the mark of a true mentorship program. I do think it gets a little confusing along the way. <laughs> who's the mentor and who's the mentee? Right. But I also like the idea, you know, you have to be a good mentee. I've always said that, you know, like you seek out a mentor and find out, you know, hey, how did you get where you are? Where's your, what is your secret sauce? And then I in do, I've, I've learned so much from these young women that have come in to our organization, just the technology, the, the mm -hmm. zest for living, all the little things. It's such a great camaraderie, so to speak, and collaboration between the mentor and the mentee. And I love that you've brought that program into um, Patterson and it's risen in importance because again, that, that causes more engagement. It makes people feel valued. Uh, it, it's a trickle down effect of, of goodness and, and culture and, you know, fulfillment in your job, because I mean, nobody's going to do a good job unless you're fulfilled. I, I feel like you get the best out of people when they feel fulfilled. That's exactly right. Yeah. So how about you? Have you ever had a mentor in, in uh, your career so far? I mean, I'm oh, sure you, oh. 
So yes, speak about I that. What are some of what, what are some of the qualities that the mentors mm. in your life have brought to you? Right. Yeah. Gosh. So yes. I, so I have had you know good fortune of having some really great mentors. Although I have to admit, like I don't even really recall labeling them at the time or thinking about them specifically as a mentor. It, it's just kind of happened. And so throughout my 25 years of, of working, I, I've had uh, you know three or four who are just outstanding. And so when I reflect back uh, on, on those key ones, and I still consistently stay in close you know, contact with them, of course, but I, I've had one mentor, for example, who I worked with for about seven years. Uh, he was my, my boss, who then really turned into more of a career professional mentor as I stepped into my first chief HR officer role. And I, I so much have valued his guidance and still to this day owe him a ton of gratitude for my success. But I would say that the characteristics that he had were all about just genuine support, great listening, but also balanced with that tough love, like being able to, you know, kind of kick me in the pants if I needed it, if I needed to, you know, be given, you know, hard truth, you know, not being shy about any of those and, and being comfortable in our relationship that it was from a center of, I care about you and I care about your development. So if I give you this feedback positively or negatively, know that I, I have good intent and so that's been a characteristic that I found, you know, particularly with him, but also other, other mentors that I've had as well. So they're not there just to um, say, good job, good job, kudos, but really to sparks you to push your ideas, push your thoughts, get out of your comfort zone. And I, and I feel blessed that I've had mentors who've helped me do that. You know, you said something that just really rings a bell with me that the mentee and, 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 and also the mentor because I think good leaders are humble. And I think that when you get feedback, it's just feedback, good yes. or bad, right? You just can't take it personally because again, you know, that person is trying to help you and to be humble enough to like, mm -hmm. take it, soak it in and know that they're trying to help you be better. Yes. And then again, it's so neat because you've had mentors along your career path. And so you see the importance of that. And you're just a natural, I think in your position, you've got to be a natural coach <laughs> and mentor to just about everybody that, that walks in your office, because that's, that is your job. That's your role. And you're obviously very good at it when you see your career, you know, your career uh, span, it just jumps well, and, you. and you're so, and, and at a young career done very well in, in your position <laughs> at, at this point. So I love that you set the example for that because well, I do believe, you. you know, being vulnerable and, and, and being humble is the only way that we grow. Well, it's interesting because one, you know, I've, I've also had mentors who weren't necessarily higher in rank than me. So I, I think it's a little bit of a myth that you think that you have to have a mentor who is a higher work status than totally agree a couple of my really great mentors had were other fellow females who were working moms and um, were probably more in like a, a kind of a mid-management type of role but they were very seasoned at motherhood and I was 38 and 39 when I had my first two you know my two children 38 and 39 so I was an older mom and so I was feeling pretty good a career standpoint, but I have to admit, like I, I had no clue about how to balance this whole thing with mom and, and working, and there is no such thing as true balance, but a mentor can really help maneuver that and figure that out. So those mentors helped me 
kind of work through that, not feel so much like I was on an island. And I will say being a mother has helped me and taught me empathy and, and it's helped me be a better leader. And so again, I think that this whole balance thing, it's, it's up to each individual. So there's not a definition, there's not a poster on the wall that you can say, you know, how to find the right balance. You just have to figure it out. But having those mentors um, can really help tremendously. Oh, and, and such a key point, because I can think back on a mentor that I had and actually she was amazing. I brought her into the practice. I asked her if she knew anybody that wanted to be in a sterilization um, mm -hmm. person in our office. And she said, well, how about me? And I'm like, well, sure. And at this point, honestly, she was actually cleaning our home at the time. And she, she came in, she's probably 15 years older than I am. And she is like a second mom to me. I'm a better person because mm -hmm. of her, to your point, as a, as a mom, as, as just a person. And just like you said, it doesn't matter what their rank is, especially woman to woman, right? I mean, that is the, that is the, the key of, of women coming together. It's, it's on a different level, um, but it can make you a better career-minded person as well from the yes. understanding of that. And then just a good, being a good person. I, I, I just love that you, that you mentioned that doesn't matter what the rank is because we can all help each other and yes. together we're so much better, right? Yes. If we just listen and, um, and, and being a mom and being a, in a career that you're in, that's, that you have a lot on your shoulders, that is not easy to juggle and balance. Well, it's important. It's coming to the top of the, the, the heap for a lot of us since COVID, right? Yeah. Because we're like, we realize how important self-care is, mm -hmm. but, but back in the day, you know, it was just, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and just, you know, get, slug it out. Um, your kids will be fine. I mean, one of the things that I remember Carolyn said to me was, you know, I would be like, I don't know. And she goes, Ann, God loves them more than you do. They'll be just fine. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. That was just the best, one of the better advices that uh, she, she gave me. So the new leaders coming up, I do think that they are a bit different. Do you see a difference in, well, the Gen X, the millennials, you're working with all of them. Do you see any difference in, in their work habits or what they bring to the table? Oh, sure. Um, and and, and in, a, in a positive way. I mean, I love that the generations bring different work habits, uh, a lot that I think so many of us can learn from. And, um, and so I think sometimes they get a little bit of bad press around you know, that they're not in the office. Well, guess what? The pandemic share, showed us that we don't have to be in the office. And there is this loose definition of when does life start and end and when does work start and end. And so it's this blend. And so I do think that the older uh, generations in the workplace can learn a lot about that because I do think that the younger generation can, can multitask and do that. And I think the similarities across all of the generations, because right now there are four, almost going on five generations at any given time in the workplace. We all wanted to be, we all want to be valued. We all want to be respected. We all want to learn and grow. And, and so regardless of how we work or the method or where, you know, if we stay true to some of those core, just human needs, uh, I actually feel pretty inspired because I do think that there is a lot for all the generations to learn from one another. If we stay true to that kind of core DNA of, of the things that we value in, in work and why we work. I, I love that. And I, I think that, you know, again, putting that, uh, that added extra culture piece and the leadership piece in Patterson right now is going to just pay itself forward for years to come. 
I, I think that, you know, anyone, and, and it's interesting, Andrea, I think that as a dental hygienist, I think there's a lot of dental hygienists that are looking for opportunities now. And I think they're perfect for in sale to be in sales. Um, because they're they're selling dentistry. They love people. And I think that's a key spot. And I always tell the dental hygienists that are out there looking, you know, get your BA, get your BS, mm-hmm. be prepared to be able to work at a company like Patterson, because you don't have to be a man. You're not lifting the equipment and bringing it in, you know, on a platter. You mm-hmm. are just, yeah, you're using your brain. You're using your people skills. And I feel like it's such a great uh, opportunity to get in sales, you know, from that career path. And I don't know if they know how to do that. They just got to go to your website. Maybe if they're listening to this, you know, listen, you know, Evolve is coming up with RDH Magazine is, is a, it's a um, bringing women uh, in dentistry out of the op, looking for other opportunities. I feel like there's a great opportunity to, to work at Patterson because who doesn't want to work for a company that values leadership, engagement, and culture? I mean, that's, really ultimately, I think what COVID has even, again, made us think about what do we really want out of life? You know, we can do with less if we've got some of those other pieces in place, right? Exactly right, Anne. Well said. I couldn't agree with The last question I have is for the next generation of women coming and women, female leaders, what do you see in their future? So yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I, I recognize the responsibility that all of us have to lead, you know, lead in a way that hopefully is inspiring to others. And at the same time, delivering performance and results in, in the right way, both men and women have yes. responsibility, um, quite frankly. But I also understand that as a woman, I have this added maybe level of responsibility that I that I owe, that I need to help other women develop and grow. So they may also have the opportunities that, that they seek. And also I would point out as a mother of two boys, I certainly have a responsibility to raise them in a way that is accepting and encouraging of others and, and mindful to be inclusive of all people, regardless of gender or color. So I, I hope that there are a, a lot more like me who embrace that evolution and, and embrace that view. And I do think that there is, you know, I think there are a whole bunch of people that are like that. And uh, I feel inspired by the fact that the younger generation, to me, I don't think that they see gender as you know inhibiting somebody to have a career goal. They don't see skin color like perhaps former generations did. And I that gives me just a ton of hope and a ton of optimism that perhaps the struggles will be, they'll still have struggles in their career growth, but they won't have to start with some of these foundational things. But as organizations and leaders in, in all different sizes of companies, we have to be really committed to making sure that that holds true, that we that we break down any barriers, that we break down any of um, these kind of un- unconscious biases that exist to enable people to really achieve whatever they want to achieve based on their skill, on their personality, their drive, you know, all of the things that really should matter in being successful at work and, and not uh, specifically a gender or color. Yes. Well, you're certainly walking the walk, Andrea, and you're bringing, you, it, you're bringing it to, I think, the dental community. I, again, if anyone's listening, you know, I think, uh, you know, take a look at Patterson. If you've got the skill set and, and you want to grow with a company, I think that would be fantastic. You want to use their your company because they do such a great job. They are committed to their employees, and that's so important. 
And then also you just inspired me today. I, I, I can't wait to get to know you better. We both live in Charlotte. We just found that out from Sierra. Yes. Thank you very much. We're right down the street from each other. We really literally are right, literally down, the, are right, down, the right down the street from each other. So we'll definitely have to, you know, get together, gather for coffee and, and uh, brainstorm on how we can make the dental community, the dental profession better so that we can keep these amazing people in the dental profession that they love it. They can look back on it and they can say, Hey, that was a great career of service and using all my talent and all my skills. So kudos, kudos to you. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you so much, Anne. I Aww. so appreciate this opportunity. It was just delightful to meet you. And I look forward to meeting you in person too. I hope so. We will be at a meeting soon. I'm sure, Andrea. Take yes. care. Good luck. Keep up the great work and keep doing you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Anne Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.